Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of uh, mega fans of Brandon Sanderson, bringing you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions on Brandon's works. I'm Eric, and joining me with 100% Shardcast attendance is Ian. As always, I'm Weary Rider. Also joining me, for once in America, is Ben. Hello, guys. I'm Overlord Jeebus in America. In, a, in America. <laughs> uh, pros if you get that reference. Um, <laughs> how, how are you liking America, Ben? I've, I've eaten takeaway every single day so far. And How's that been yeah, going? I'm getting How's so that been far. going? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, well, you guys, I mean, your, por- your portion sizes are so much bigger than our portion sizes. And it wasn't until <laughs> the other day when someone explained to me that you're yeah. not supposed to eat it all. You're supposed to take some of it home and have it for lunch the next day. I so don't been- <laughs> know if many Americans do that. <laughs> A lot of Americans don't. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it- this, this is a total tangent already, but when I went to Japan and got, like, a medium drink, it it was an American small. And oh, okay. yeah, uh, I yeah. texted what a medium drink was, which is, like, a 32-ounce giant drink to my friend in Japan who worked at a movie theater. And she's like, that's, <laughs> too that's, much for not, one person. that's not necessary. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm chaos. Um, first up. The news, we realize that the Jeanat podcast that we made, we discussed the new secret project of uh, Brandon's. And by the time you have listened to that, uh, you would have already known that it is not Cosmere. And thus that entire conversation (laughs) isn't worthwhile. Whatever. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, we wanted to tell you uh, about what Brandon said about the... uh, Secret project and the other things, kind of just an update on what he's been doing. Yeah. So the secret project is not Cosmere, and it's not anything he has ever spoken about. So I guess so, we can't speculate on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck guessing. <laughs> and it's also it's uh, it's something short, isn't it? It's only a it's a novella. So, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's only he- something little. Don't have to wait too long. The last quarter of the year is still uh, earmarked to write Lost Metal, the last Wax and Wayne book. Yeah. Um, but apparently, before he uh, writes the next book in Skyward, there's a novella he needs to write. Needs to write, which is this one. And he's never talked about it before, so... I'm looking forward to it. I uh, can't theorize on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to what it is. I well, Brandon has said that Skyward exists in co- the same continuity as something else True. he's written. True, which I so suspected this, was Firstborn. Still, my theory. I still need to read Firstborn. So yeah, I don't. Uh, I, don't yeah. I don't even know what Firstborn is. Oh, it's it's, it's a, a it's a story. really old uh, oh, okay. short story novellish thing. I think it's like ten yeah. words, maybe a little less. Um, oh, okay. That uh, he wrote before he got published, and then it was reposted later. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It, yeah, it's like, so, it was like a sci-fi thing. Yeah. So I, I think this might have something to do with that, because he needs to write it. I don't know. Yeah, that, I mean... We shall find out. <laughs> it does seem weird why he couldn't just say, oh, I'm writing another thing related to the Skyward universe. But okay. Sounds, yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. Um, or this is part of, like, some anthology he got roped into participating in which is always possible 
Or it is Cosmere, and he just didn't want us bugging him about it for the next I, few months. <laughs> Brandon is a, a very honest person, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon does not lie. Peter lies. Peter Brandon lies. does not. Peter lies, that's true. Uh, cool. So that, that's really all the news. Uh, although by the time this podcast is out, the Stormlight VR experience will be out. Uh, and... We will eventually have a podcast of you, Ben. Hello. Seeing the VR experience. Whilst I'm out here, yeah, there's um, just, what, half an hour drive away will be the Emerald City Comic Con where the VR experience will be downloaded. That's that's right. And of course, this is two weeks after that con, so you probably already know about it, but (laughs) we're still going to, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. We're going to talk about it eventually. Yeah, we'll talk about it eventually. So our big topic for the day uh, is talking about some of the stranger magical effects in the Cosmere and uh, the differences between them. Uh, we're talking about savantism, resonances, compounding, and uh, other magical hacks and uh, how that all works. Ben, you wanted to talk about this topic and uh, why'd you want to go talk about this one? The reason I kind of the reason I wanted to talk about this topic was because, firstly, this is as you said, these are the stranger magical effects of the Cosmere. This is the stuff which doesn't always follow the rules, and Brandon does sometimes use these as ways of breaking the predefined rules of magic systems. Yeah, um, but he still breaks he breaks the rules in ways that they work within the wider Cosmere rule itch. If yeah. that makes sense, the greater like, magic, the greater magic systems of the, the 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 unified magic theory that we will one day have, these still would work in that, and there are still rules as to what Brandon can do in breaking his own rules, and that's right. what this is. And people people get it wrong all the time. People are constantly confusing the, these three. They are constantly, uh, I just see them not understood well a lot by a lot of people. So let's talk about uh, all of these, uh, get you informed as to what these are, and uh, update you on any uh, words of Brandon that are relevant to these. Cool. And the first one, the easiest one to talk about, is savantism. Well, in some respects. In some respects, I guess it's a little (laughs) difficult. Or we'll start with savantism. We'll start with savantism. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not the easiest one. Um, I mean, they're all kind of weird. Yeah. So what is savantism? It's when a person who is actively using investiture uses it so much that the investiture that they've been using as it's traveling through their body and their soul, it begins to suffuse itself into that person's soul, is how we understand it at this point. Uh, This can give them greater control over their abilities, maybe even expand their ability to do something that you can't normally do with that ability. Uh, But this does come with a drawback of kind of messing with you physically in the cognitive realm and probably isn't good for your soul either. Yeah. It's it's basically meddling with your spiritual aspect. Yeah. So which has repercussions in yeah. all aspects yeah. of yourself. <laughs> yeah, when when you change your spiritual aspect, normal healing doesn't work anymore because generally normal cosmere healing is trying to get the physical to match the spiritual. And so if the spiritual yeah out of whack then everything's out of whack yeah Yeah. and it's we're talking about this like it's damage but you can heal spiritual wounds like this yeah shard blades cause spiritual wounds like spiking something out of somebody with hemolurgy that stuff can be healed this is 
changing the spirit web. Yeah. So that the change, that's the new default. There, you yeah. can't fix it because as far as the spirit web is concerned, it's- There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It takes um, a lot of work to fix that. You need yeah. to be well, I don't, I pretty much a shard. Yeah. Yeah. So if, oh yes, because I was going to say, yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, have we got an example of someone ever being healed? Yeah, but that my, goes goes to our Alpha. very first uh, savant <laughs> example, which is of course Spook. Yeah, who became a tin savant in Hero of Ages? Yeah, Hero of Ages. Yes. Yep. And his see, here's the thing: of <laughs> the perks they get aren't always the best. His perk was essentially he got to hear and see, or Tim basically just got better for him, which is not always great because tin already is pretty dangerous to use and mm -hmm. so when you just get more and more sensitive tin it just you get overloaded you just, you just get overloaded hence why he had to wear uh ear protect he had to wear earplugs he had to have a band bandana over his face at all times so he couldn't actually get blinded all the time yeah. um and this is why spook is an idiot Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess, Ian, we do need to have a podcast where you complain about that. Um, <laughs> oh, you're not a big fan of Spook? No. I hate not. Spook. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Spook should go die in a fire. Oh my god. Oh, wow. Whoa. Well, he almost did. Hey! <laughs> uh, hey. um, yeah. Okay. But and so, his, his, the drawback he got was when he... I don't know if this was the only drawback he got, but from what I remember, I probably should have reread the passages before this. Um, the only drawback he had is when he wasn't burning tin, he was basically numb. Like, he couldn't feel, see, or hear anything when he wasn't burning it anymore. Mm -hmm. Is And, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yes, that, that sucks a lot, even though, you know, for not a great... Uh, Perk, or I shouldn't call perks. Perks are resonances. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and so, it's like, yeah. I think it's important to note that savantism is a con a consequence. It doesn't yes, necessarily yes. mean that you're supposed to get something good out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not supposed to be. Some people treat it as like, oh man, if this person becomes a savant of this thing, that means they get an extra superpower. You know, no. if they become a a savant of like you know speed bubbles. Then I think someone's asked if if that allows would allow the person to have the speed bubble go along with them and stuff like that. And it's like it, you shouldn't treat it as a oh if you burn enough of this metal or you use enough of this magic you get to get a cool little interesting thing. It's if you do it then you get a bad thing. Your um, your body yeah. your yeah. your entire self is warped a little bit because yeah. you've ha used this ability so much. Yeah. Which is which is what happened with Spook. Yeah. Which and it will probably get more powerful, but yeah. it, it's not like you get a new power. Yeah. So to speak. It, and I mean, our second example, the Soulcasters. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty dramatic. <laughs> that's pretty uh, dramatic. I, and I don't think they I'll, get a, a, a good thing in any way, shape, or form. No. Although, no. <laughs> although I do want to say, before we talk about the Soulcasters, you. Okay. Spook was healed by Harmony. Oh uh, yes, at, that's, that's what I yeah. So I just wanted to make that clear that it, the damage that was done was repaired. That's was what repaired uh, by a says. shot. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Whether I would call that healing, that's more. I like mean, manipulating it back to the way it was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not healing with a capital H. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Sure. But. Brought back to the original. Yes, I agree. 
But yeah, the the soulcasters. Uh. Yeah, they uh they just start turning into their uh, whatever it is that they've been soulcasting the with them. Yeah. Their essence. And uh so, yeah, we've is seen, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, because we've seen rock Kaza. people. Um we've seen Kaza who just t- turning to smoke. Um <laughs> See, I'm wondering, because she obviously, whenever she was using, we, from her point of view in the Oathbringer interlude, we got to see how when she is soulcasting, she feels a pull to become smoke with whatever she's soulcasting. And mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's a part of the Savantism, where that's something that, you know, or whether that's just a natural consequence of using the soulcaster a lot, where it's like, oh man, I make everything smoke. Maybe I should be smoke as well. That could also <laughs> be it's not entirely sane i would say but then this is what i mean is i don't know whether that's just because she's just a crazy person who was kind of locked in a room most of her life and told to turn things to smoke or whether that's a consequence of her using some of the the savantism like i wouldn't call her crazy i just say she i would i just think she has some neuroses yes from her life that yes that is how she interprets things. Yeah. I Yeah. I would say uh soul casting as a whole, maybe there is that aspect of being pulled towards the essence. We don't really know. But what I'm thinking that if that is what you would feel, just a random person training yeah. for a soul caster it with it for the first time. That was yeah. hard to say. <laughs> you got there in the end. But as you use it more and more, you would feel that pull more because you're kind of uh, getting more adept at uh, making this change. So, like, Spook got more adept at uh, seeing and getting yeah. that sense, and whereas Soulcasters are just getting more adept at making that change. And so the consequence of that is that they need to change themselves they it, it's all being warped in that direction that's kind of how yeah. that does that actually does make sense if you compare yeah. it to Raiden in elantris because he uh-huh. has um the door attacks it's that's because right. he is specifically practicing with the aeons the door is trying to push itself through him so oh. which it doesn't do to a lot of the other elantrians i guess that's true i didn't really think about it like that yeah but okay. uh, I, I'm I'm with you there. Um, yeah. I I kind of think of savants as, let's say you were working out a muscle, just one muscle, mm. a lot. Things get out of balance, right? Yeah, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it, it's not a one to one analogy, but I'll say like spe- speaking of overworking a muscle, I think one of the few ones which. One of the few magic systems which may have a protection against Savantism would be uh, Sand Mastery, because you can over Sand Master and then you lose your Sand Mastery. And so that, I don't know whether that was on purposely done so that you can't become a Sand Mastery Savant, or whether that's got something, there's nothing to do with it, whether that's just something completely different where that's just a quirk of Sand Mastery. Well, there's also the fact that if you overmaster but not too much, you get more powerful. That is oh, okay. a thing. Oh yeah, so the, you know what the training the muscle are there and that that kind of the training yeah. the muscle yeah, allegory that's... kind of really works for that. 
It, yeah, for Sand Mastery, yeah. it does a lot. Uh, one other thing to keep in mind is that Sand Mastery might be different because the total investiture used yeah. is fairly low. That's what Chris said in the Taldane, uh, in the Taldane essay, that yeah. the Sand Mastery is a pretty low amount of yeah. investiture actually used. Okay, cool. But, I mean, that, that could, could be kind of relevant as well. Yeah, and another factor is, like, you have to be channeling the investiture through yourself. Yeah. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, th- speaking of that as well, we, um, we haven't got a solid answer, I believe, on whether Radiance can become Stormlight's uh, savants. Um, I think Brandon once mentioned something about the, the spread being a protection. Like a safeguarding measure against it? More more uh, like uh, a safeguard against the thing that's happening to Kaza. That it's kind yeah. of dangerous to do that without a stre- spren bond. Um, yeah. Which is one of the reasons why Syl makes a comment about uh, Zeth during Kaladin and uh, Zeth's fight in the storm. By the way, spoilers for the whole Cosmere. Um, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> during yeah. Zeth, and, uh, Syl says that... Uh, Seth was using a dangerous amount of stormlight, and that's a that's a weird thing to say, unless there is something dangerous about using a huge amount of stormlight. She kind of thought the whole thing was dangerous, not just yeah. stormlight. Yeah. Okay, well, she does specifically say using a that's dangerous true. amount yeah. of stormlight. No, Which, for sure, this does make sense because the spread are b- literally bonded to their radiance spiritual web. Yeah. the hail bot yeah and they do have a moderating effect on their radiant getting the stormlight because yeah. um in words of radiance um sill is able to force stormlight in when they're following into the chasm right before uh shallan and kaladin falling into the chasm yeah shallan uh rather sill forces stormlight into kaladin which kind of shatters the bond yeah because it was so weak at that point she forced stormlight oh, through it sure i get you yeah okay so i could see like them having a very fine control over the investiture running through mm. the spirit web to make sure it doesn't warp cause you. problems yes because yeah. i mean it would be curious to find out if you know, Kaladin could just sit at the front of the storm, lash himself to the front of the storm, and just sit there and just ride the storm. Or like, we don't know how the storm works, but if it just go loops around Roshar as you know normal, he could just fly along with it the whole time. And would that start affecting? How would that affect him? Kind of thing. It's it's it is strange. Savantism is weird, and it's hard to know what the drawbacks are. <laughs> I feel yes. like the Stormfather would have issue with doing that. <laughs> so I'm just, just going to throw that out there. It's like you Eventually, gonna... the Stormfather would be upset that that is not how things are supposed to be. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like I, I feel like he would start off as like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to ignore you. And it's just like, try to keep doing it. And then like, it's okay, like you're not going to him in the face. And then he's dead. Yeah, yeah, it's but, like yeah. permanently having a fly hitting you in the face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Shoe fly, um, don't bother me. Yeah. And um, I want to. We'll talk about wax now because wax is yeah, we got a pain in the bum. And- There's actually one more thing I want to say before oh, we okay. get to wax, which is in the annotations for Here of Ages, uh, Sazed talks about 
uh, bronze savants. Okay. That how bronze burners often become savants without even realizing it. That's true. Yes, because they're basically always doing it, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But they don't seem to have the drawback. Yeah. The noticeable drawback. Um, That's a good point, because... Well, <laughs> the, the thing with that is tin has a very obvious effect, right? Yeah, so we physically. see a very obvious consequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is a consequence for bronze, it could be really minor. Yeah, uh, it could be. It could be because I mean, uh, bronze is one of the ones that uh, burns very, very slowly, isn't it? I believe so. And I think so, copper's the slowest, but I think bronze is pretty slow. Yeah. Um, I know copper's the slowest. Uh, okay. But it, it could be as simple as I've been burning bronze so much, so it's like an addiction that I need to keep burning bronze. Like it yeah. could literally be as simple as that. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't feel like that's true to what savantism is because mm. i don't see that as like consequences realmatic consequences of something well think think about it like this that I, I don't know maybe maybe you'd feel like a similar sort of numbness from not hearing these pulses right yeah think thinking maybe. about it kind of like that if, if we're saying that that numbness that spook felt I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's that different. It's definitely hmm. a lower scale, but it could just be as simple as I don't hear this pulses. Something is wrong, and it's, and, and it's bothering me, and it's and, causing and, me anxiety. And and your yeah. your your whole self has been warped to expect those, and so it you just feel the sense of wrongness when you don't hear them. Mm. I'm gonna write make a note of ask Brandon what the consequence of being a copper savant and a bronze savant bronze is. Bronze, yeah. yeah uh, Imagine but but I don't know well. that that's just yeah, totally knows? me making crap up. Like I, I don't know yeah. that that's yeah. what feels natural to me. I wouldn't expect there to be a dramatic consequence on that personally. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got to so talk about wax, right? We've got to talk about wax, and I don't know whether we should we should introduce the what a residence is before we talk about wax, and before quickly just jumping into it. Yeah, I think we should. Talk about resonances. Let's talk about resonances. Let's talk about resonances. So, uh, Ian, did you want to do this one? Because you've got a nice little uh, metaphor that you like as well, don't you? Yes. So, simply put, a resonance is what happens when you have two or more powers that they have a bit of a melding effect and you get a third thing, which might be an ability, might be an effect. This is still very yes. weird. Yes. But, so the metaphor I like is to think about barbershop quartets. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. It's a really natural consequence. <laughs> yes. I mean. So bear with me. So um, one of the defining characteristics of barbershop music is this idea of the ringing, ringing chord. Where there are there are four voices singing, but the way they are arranged, it sounds like there is a fifth voice. The way the like the intervals between the different ranges, everybody's voice sounds different. Yeah, in the way that how do when combined this? together, it creates a sound of a fifth voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. constructive. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, 
constructive interference. interference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, constructive, <laughs> constructive yeah. interference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and which so, is why yeah. the word resonance is really good for that because yeah, like it's a resonant frequency. That's kind of yeah, sort of what that's kind of getting. I at. will say as well, whilst re- whilst doing the research on this topic, Brandon does sometimes call it a perk, and. He's, I, don't, I think he may have stopped doing that more recently as resonance has become the proper term for it. But Probably. Yeah. I think as a perk, he, he, he would refer to it as a perk in the early days. Yeah. And then we asked, like, what should we call this? And he's like, I've been calling them resonances. And we <laughs> like that term. So, yeah. yep, so yeah. we yeah. use that. We, we ran with it. And, and unlike Savantism, a resonance is a free power you get that doesn't have any side effects or doesn't have any consequences. You get free power. Well done. Um, power uh, or ability. Power or, or ability. Or effect, yeah. Right, some, so the reason we, need to, yeah. reason we need to talk about wax is because Brandon has been very iffy and me and Ari about the wax's savantism. His, uh, I don't know what to call it. Is it an iron bubble? I guess we'd call it. Uh, steel, steel bubble. Steel bubble. Steel bubble. Sorry, yeah, steel bubble. It doesn't bubble. have iron. God, an iron bubble would suck. Um. <laughs> that would not be terribly effective. Ah, I bring all the bullets to me. Brilliant plan. That'd be great for uh, a good, the, yeah someone with the gold, best you could uh, do is try and deflect a bullet, but that sounds kind of dangerous. But yeah, yeah, yes. And um, so Wax has this ability where he can push on all the metal around him just slightly, which means that bullets kind of get a bit diverted about, and it's it's helpful. Uh, we are unsure as to whether. This is a consequence of his being a steel savant, or whether this is his resonance between his steel and his uh, ferrochemy, iron ferrochemy, iron ferrochemy. Yeah. yeah. So the alloy of law annotations seem to make it very clear that this is an effect of his savantism. Yes. Yeah. But and it, then be, before it that, does explicitly say it. Yeah. Yeah. Bef- up until that point the steel bubble was the leading theory for um, Wax's resonance because all Twinborn get re- have a resonance yeah. through the interaction of their allomantic ale- and ferrochemical abilities. Yeah. Um, in an exchange uh, with Argent where he talks about, where Brando talks about um, a he calls it a retcon, but I won't call it a retcon. He says that the original plan was for Wax to be a savant of his resonance, which is his uh, steel bubble. And yeah, and so that makes it sound like it's it's his residence. So it's kind of a bit... Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. He's also talked uh, about how for Wax, the two abilities are starting to become one ability, which yeah. it's weird. Because, because the bubble doesn't seem to use... Uh, weight. iron weight in no. any way whatsoever so it's no, kind of like it doesn't how, how really make a huge make amount much of sense. sense no it really doesn't yeah. to me um, but 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 you, just just so listeners know my caring on discussing iron fair chemi is like <laughs> negative 10,000 like it's like does it store mass does it store weight uh, that that is perfectly fine if you like to discuss it but that's not what I like you know what it stores Interaction with the Higgs field. Ah. Yes, that's right. Ah, yes. I just go with spiritual realm mumbo jumbo, and then yeah. you just push it all under the rug, and it's magic. Personally, yeah. but uh, it it doesn't seem to make much sense for uh, yeah 
it makes more sense for the steel bubble to be uh, a steel savant. Like, yeah. It makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, later um, on in that exchange with Arjun, yeah. Brennan says, the idea of resonance is that two powers combined meld kind of into one power. This is a manifestation of the way shards combined. Wax was intended as a savant of the two melted powers, but without consequences in his plot, I'm not confident that I'll continue in the same vein for future books. Which, yeah. that doesn't seem to match the way resonances work for radiance. Yeah. Because... No. No. Um, this before, is a manifestation yeah. of the way shards combine. Hmm. Because that almost makes it sound like it's just a Furukumi and Alamancy thing, but then we know Radiants get resonances as well. Um, should we quickly talk about Radiant resonances? Oh no, do you know what? We'll finish with Wax, and then we'll talk about Radiant yeah, resonances. Um, so the, the retcon that Brandon wants to talk about, should we just read the whole quote? I'm just going to read the whole quote. Yeah. Um, so here's the problem. The more I dig into savants in later outlines, the more I feel that I'm in a dangerous area, that I'm disobeying their original intention, which is that using the power so much that it permeates your soul can be dangerous, a kind of uncontrolled version of the Spren Bond. Yep. And so I don't want to let myself just start making people savants left and right. It needs to be a specific thing. Wax is a troubling one, as I have had him burning so much steel that he's well on his way, but isn't showing any of the side effects. If I'm going to give him savant-like abilities, he needs to, be, he needs to have savant-like quality, uh, consequences. That's the danger, just falling back on savanthood to do some things I want so often that it undermines the actual point and purpose of them in the cosmic law. So if I backpedal, it will be to contain this and point myself in the right way, sharply curtailing my desire to make people savants without their savanthood being an intrinsic part of their story and conflict like it was for Spook and is for soul-casting savants on Roshar. So essentially what he's saying is, is that as I said at the beginning, savants is something that Brandon likes to have so that he can make people do cool things and kind of stretch the rules a little bit. But right. it needs to have consequences. And he doesn't like giving people those consequences if it's also not part of their story, which is probably why we've not seen any consequences for Wax, because Wax's story is about, you know, being Other a things. Ca- cowboy, you know, but in misborn world and so i mean there's a little <laughs> bit more to it than that, yeah. but yeah right um and so i would be hugely hugely shocked if after saying this in the lost metal we don't see wax having some sort of downside to burning steel so much i have a feeling we're very much going to see something because to me this isn't a retcon this is him specifically even says it you know he wants to kind of point it in the right he wants to you know point it right in the right direction and kind of take someone's the correct way as opposed to what he's been doing so far which is kind of just using it to give wax a cool power so yeah. i i don't see it as a retcon because he's not retconning anything just yet if the lost metal comes out and wax pretends like he's always had whatever this consequence is for being a steel savant then that would be a retcon but if it just starts to manifest in the lost metal i'd be okay with that I think that'd be a good way to handle it. Yeah. Cool. Should we talk about radiance? Let's talk about radiant resonances. Yeah. So the radiants are where we actually first experienced this phenomenon. And then we got the shadows of self. Arzarkinum, which said that, hey, Twinborn, get these too. And we all freaked out. Yeah. Which was very cool. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so because all, res- all uh, Radiants get two surges, they all get a third little perk. That Resonance. Resonance, yeah. 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 Um, these generally have nothing to do with the surges. Really have nothing to do with <laughs> the surges. It's really yeah, not anything to do with the surges. Yeah. Like, so the one we know of, that, uh, so a couple we the know. Two, we know sure. of two. We know of two for certain. Yes. We know that Windrunners get loads of squires. Yeah. Um, which seems to be more to do with, you know, the Herald leading and protecting kind of thing as opposed to the surges. Well, um, we yeah. we don't... So, we gotta be careful here. <laughs> I'm trying to assume we know the reason why a resonance is the resonance of these two surges. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We don't. Okay. All we know is that the Windrunner resonance is strength of squires. Yeah. And that's in quotes, that is. Strength of squires is what Brandon said, that is the, the yep. resonance. We um, also know that Windrunners have an unusually large number of uh, squires, yeah. which may tie into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the light weavers, they get photographic memory, it seems. Yes. The, or, the memories that shall yeah, they, they Various mnemonic abilities. Yes. Um, yeah. that, that's the most obvious of yeah. the resonances, really. Yeah. Because we, we, before Words of Radiance, I think we were thinking that that was one of the surges, right? Yeah. But it, it, it wasn't. It or, wasn't. That's their resonance. It was a consequence of a surge, but it just isn't. It's just the resonance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, something I've always, I've always thought as well is so you know how we see we talk they talk about how the radiance created these great pieces of artwork in Irithyria and Oathbringer. Um, we see that, and so I'm not sure that all light weavers are artists, like drawing artists. Like they have, um, you've got like painting, and you've got. Oh, what's it? What's it called when you make up a picture with lots of little rocks? Mosaics, and yeah, so you've got mosaics. So I don't know if it's always photographic memory in terms of drawing ability. It may also be photographic memory in in other ways as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like that is how it's described in the in-world words of radiance. It's just like various mnemonic, yeah, abilities. So would that also include sound? Because I don't actually know what the word mnemonic means. Uh, it has to do with memory. Okay. It's like a mnemonic device is that something that helps you remember something. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. So it, they Features can be do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, here's, here's an abbreviation that will help you remember yeah. this technique. Yep. Please yeah. excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Yeah. Order of operations. Uh, okay. We just call it Bodmas. What? <laughs> Which is Bodmas or Bidmas or, you know, however you want to what? say it. Brackets, indices, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction. Yeah, but who use brackets? It's parentheses, man. God. Parentheses, exponents, <laughs> multiplication, division, addition, subtraction. Yeah, same thing. Half of those anyway. aren't even real operators. <laughs> um, addition the- and divi- uh, subtraction and division don't exist, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> you don't need this. Um, no, you you don't. But you, you, <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't, literally though. don't need them. <laughs> but you you don't. Anyway, anyway. If anyone's math confused, teacher, I was like, yeah. oh, we're talking about math. I have opinions. Um, <laughs> Eric's a math teacher, which is I am, I am a math professor. Uh, we'll get on math tangents eventually, I'm sure. But, professor. <laughs> so there have been other... <laughs> yeah. There have been theories about the resonances for the other orders. Mm. Like yeah, we've we've talked about the edge dancer one a lot. Yeah, fact. because the edge dancer one is weird, where it kind of happens. So this is in the novella Edge Dancer. Correct me if I'm wrong here, guys. Um, 
There is a point where Lyft is trying to listen to someone who isn't speaking a language she understands. That's right. And she understands him and then is able to talk back, I believe. Well, it's she's she has a very strange conversation with a street urchin where it's like where Wendell asks her, like, how did you know what words to use? And she says they're they're it just felt right. Okay. So So that is what we believe is is uh the edge dancer one which is this ability to communicate people and it kind of also falls in line with her third oath which she says during edge dancer which is yeah i will listen to those who have been ignored exactly she's not going to do a good job of that if she can't understand people the resonances for uh these have less to do with the surges and more what the order is i feel like in some sense you know because if that's related to what it means to be an edge dancer yeah that doesn't directly make sense with ah friction right not really i'm sure you could come up with some Mm. weird way of saying that but strength of squires that doesn't have anything to do with flashing right no but it does have something to do with you know being a windrunner kind of what of windrunner is yeah i don't know people have tried to tie that in with gravitation or adhesion though yeah that, like, but that's sure oh you're like for me. drawing them into your spiritual aspect or something i don't know i sure i mean no that's fine that's fine it that could totally be the case but it, it does tend to feel like it's more about what the order is yeah. rather than ah yes we're let's look at the surge of division and you know yeah. think about what that means right like mm-hmm. yeah speaking of the the resonance helping the order bondsmiths get some crazy ass powers okay <laughs> so i don't think we've seen the bondsmith resonance at okay all. from oathbringer we have seen bondsmiths be able to commu- create connections with people to be able to speak their language. That's We've the seen basic, them. that's the surge's ability. Yeah, but that is thing. described as spiritual adhesion. But is spiritual adhesion the resonance? No. No. Because adhesion's okay. the surge. <laughs> so, so is it just the bondsmiths that get spiritual version of their surges, or does everyone get this? Or is Unclear. that the resonance? Yeah, so, this is why I'm like, the well, bondsmiths okay. get loads of really crazy stuff they can do. I think that's sure more a function of, of those. Bondsmiths are very weird. Are, are very weird. Are weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Brandon's just said that uh, different orders uses use surges differently. Yeah. So while there is some overlap, the way Windrunners use adhesion and Bondsmiths use adhesion is just super different. Yeah. And I, I don't really think that's a big sticky. deal. But yeah, they can both make things sticky though. That, that yes. is something they share. Yes. But I, I don't know. I, I just I just feel that that's a consequence of that general principle that radiants are going to use the surges differently. Yeah. Skybreakers mm-hmm. are going to use division differently than a, a dust bringer. Yeah, yeah. I would expect not that we specifically know, but I imagine yeah. they would in some respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, so I I really don't think we've seen the Bondsmith resonance. No. Yeah. And it's okay. really hard for us to discuss that given uh, what happened with Dalinar at the end of uh, Oathbringer. <laughs> I'm like, this is a fairly unique scenario, so it's really hard to like piece that apart. Yeah. Yes. So, possible. like, to be clear, the creating the perpendicularity bit is what you probably yeah. is not. A, is, yeah, that's that, not I don't even think that's a Bondsmith ability. That yeah. has more to do with the fact that 
Dalinar is bonded to the Stormfather and is an honor de facto an honor, honor at right, the moment. Yeah. Exactly. It's very specific. Yeah. So, um, God, uh, and it's really hard to theorize about any of the uh, Order's residences because they generally don't seem to have a huge amount to do with the surges, and there's no pattern really yeah. other yeah. than there they have kind been... of seem to go along with the Order's yeah. purpose. Of course, people have latched on to like one sent- sentences that might lead on to things like um at the end of words of radiance when yasna shows up she goes straight towards the nearest town according oh, to Hoy. yes so there's the theory that um else callers have enhanced geolocative abilities supernatural have- sense of direction yeah I I would just put that down to Yasna being Yasna because you know <laughs> that's that's another one of those things that totally could be right yeah. yeah and for the longest time there was the idea that the Skybreaker resonance was the ability yes. to dis- dis- um, divide the guilty and innocent yeah. yeah which Brandon has said that is not their resonance yes which and I just don't weird. Like. From their point of view, we know they just straight up don't have that ability. So yeah. I yeah. guess I guess that's true. Yeah. I suppose that is true. But maybe those were just bad skybreakers. You don't know. Maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I'm going with the at least for surge binding, the resonances are related to the order itself. Yeah. Have we ever had a really compelling reason why each order needs to share exactly two surges. Because um, the quote in Words of Radiance, the the in-world Words of Radiance, just says, oh yeah, it's obvious that they got to share, that they have to have two surges. Yeah. Why, specifically? I don't know. Because, well, the Radiance do that because the Spren copied the Honor Blades. And the, the Honor, Honor Blades, Blades were created directly by Honor. And it, it's so you're gonna ask, have to ask I mean, our I buddy Tanavar about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brandon has said that the pairs are those specific pairs of surges are intrinsic to the world in some way. Huh. That it was like okay. the natural arrangement of those powers. Or something. I'd be very interested to know more about that. That's interesting. Yeah. So would I. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, bef- obviously, that's how it has to be, but why? <laughs> but why, yeah. Uh, before we move on to the, the compounding, uh, uh-huh. we should mention that resonances only happen when you have only a couple of powers. If you get too many powers, you don't get a resonance, which is why Mistborn don't get resonances, yep. because they have 16 powers, and that makes them OP. And <laughs> you, you can think about it with the music metaphor there, that there's just too many like chords being played that there's not enough constructive interference in a yeah in a certain way that's that's yeah. what i would say yeah to that constructive so interference that, that gets harder sense. with more sources yeah, yeah right right cool so, that, so that's what i would say so compounding now, yes yeah now uh, the the tricky one that is is a combination of two powers but is not a resonance no, <laughs> yeah. no, that's that's it's, it does make sense if people get confused. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's an interaction between, yeah, it's an two. interaction. Yeah, it's a it's two a magic. I class this under a as a hack, um, which is a good description. Yeah, and separate from like you can have 
both allomancine frucumi and getty resonance, but that resonance is not compound. Yes, compounding yeah. is yeah is tricking one with the other. So mm-hmm. okay, because even the Lord Ruler could do compounding, but he didn't get resonance. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So knowing that those are different, it's very obvious that that's not the case. Yeah. Right. So shall I? I'll. I'll. We've got a quote from Caesar who basically explains. Book one. Uh, book one. Yeah, he, compounding is actually explained in the Final Empire during the epilogue. Yep. Um, I'm just I'm just going to read this whole thing because it's. You might as well. I might yeah, as well. Okay. Get it straight from the source. So this is Why from Sazed. Uh, however, if the Farukamist were also an Alamancer, he might be able to burn his own metal stores, releasing the energy from within tenfold. Mistress Vin tried to burn some of my metals earlier, but couldn't access the power. However, Ooh. if you were able to make up the ferrochemical sto- storage yourself, then burn them for the extra power. Marsh frowned. I don't follow you, Sazed. I apologize, Sazed said. This is perhaps a thing that is difficult to understand with a background in it, both alimantic and ferrochemical theory. Let me see if I can explain it better. What is the main difference between alimancy and ferrochemy? Alimancy draws its powers from the metals, Marsh says. Ferrochemy draws its power from the person's own body. Exactly, Caesar says. So, what the Lord Ruler did is, I presume, was combine these two abilities. He used one of the attributes only available to Furukumi, that of changing his age, and fueled it with Alamancy instead. By burning a ferrochemical storage that he himself had made, he effectively made a new Alamantic metal for himself, one that made him younger when he burnt it. If my guess is correct, he would have gained a limitless supply of youth, since he was drawing most of his power from the metal itself rather than from his own body. All he would have to do was spend the occasional bit of time aged to give himself ferrochemical storages to burn and stay young. So, Marsh said, just burning these storages would make him even younger than he was st- than when he started. Uh, he would have had to place that ex- excess youth inside of another ferrochemical storage, I think, Caesar explained. You see, Alamancy is quite spectacular. It power- its powers generally come in bursts and flares. The Lord Ruler ha- wouldn't have wanted all of that youth at once, so he had stored it inside a piece of metal which he could slowly drain, keeping himself young. And so that explanation is... is- <laughs> Also has so many Cosmere things that we now know about, like yeah. with the identity in a metal mind, right? Yeah. Why you, yeah. you can't access that. But also, uh, Brandon's also explained compounding. It, let's, let's be clear with Allomancy. The metals don't inherently have power. Yes. They're just uh, a conduit. A a key to get to preservation's power and so it's being fueled from preservation not the metals itself says it gets two things wrong here the first is yeah the power doesn't come from the metal the metal just unlocks a bit of preservation's power right and they they don't have that um, much knowledge in book one right here they don't know what preservation is right so that's fine yeah and this is the main difference between an end positive magic system like allomancy and an end neutral magic system like frukami and yeah. neutral like the power comes from the person and positive it comes from an outside source in right. this yeah. case preservation and so yeah. what uh burning a fair chemical store does is it basically uh Shapes. creates a new conduit that does yeah. a different thing than the usual 16 keys right yeah mm-hmm. so you get this additional 16 keys of these 16 ferrochemical contributes yeah which basically you can yeah filter preservation power through yeah 
you're drawing in the power from preservation. It's interacting with the investiture in the metal mind and is making more of what's yeah. in the metal it's mind. It's like, ah, this is the thing that you want. And so it's yes. kind of being shaped in a certain way. Yeah. The second thing that Caesar gets wrong in that quote is the Lord Ruler would not have had to spend any time staying young and burning. He could have continue he could have burnt one of his metal mines filled with youth whilst still tapping another metal mind with filled with youth to keep himself young and then the youth he gets from burning the atm mind would then be could then be stored in another atm mind assuming yeah. you can but you can tap and store at the same time which i'm pretty sure you can mm, yeah 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 more most Rorschach did spend some time as old, but that's because yes. he wanted to. Yeah, we have a word of Brandon. Be- that's because he did that because just because he wanted to, he wanted to feel old because he was like a thousand years old. And sometimes, you know, being yeah. being 20 something when you're a thousand years old makes you feel a bit like, uh. Also <laughs> doing the tapping and starring, doing like those four things at the same time. Yeah. Maybe the Lord Ruler is just lazy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just going to put that out there. Yeah. Like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But this even just still, like. Easier. He, ju- he would just be tapping less. He yeah. never stopped tapping. Because if Otherwise, he, yeah, right. he would die. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah, true. So he obviously Indeed. used that to keep young, but you could do this with, as Miles does, you could do this with healing. You can store a little bit of healing in a gold mine, burn the gold mine, gives you a big burst of healing, and you can whack that healing back into a bunch of other gold mines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's a super hack. It's a super hack. It's so beautiful. It's super like, OP. T- uh, Twinborns who have who can compound are all every single one of them is OP. I think I can't. I oh, can't yeah. think of any of them where other than aluminium because that would just suck. <laughs> it's like aluminum, <laughs> copper. Some are more useful than some others. are more useful than others, but all of them. I mean, I've always said a steel compounder is basically the Flash, and I'd love to see. Like a, a brief mention of Brandon acknowledging how OP a steel compounder is, yeah. because yeah, you can they're do- not as OP as the Flash because they actually have to deal with yeah, they have friction. to deal with air, yeah, air friction, but yeah. yeah, they don't have the speed force. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not that bad. Yeah, they can't outrun death or whatever it is the Flash does. <laughs> they can't run so fast they run back in time or yeah. jump realities. <laughs> um, and so. Yeah, I, I really like compounding. It's one of my favorite things in the Cosmere to talk about and like try and theorize on what compounders could do. Because like an identity compounder is something just so very like what could you do if you just had an excess amount of yourself? Yeah, Brennan your- has said that not all compounders are awesome. Okay, that some it's just like yeah. copper compounding and probably yeah. not. He's been very uh, terse with explaining some of the compounding ones, and one of them is copper. In fact, he hasn't is really that, uh, said what internal. Well, it's more, he, people have asked him, and he's like, eh, "Not all the powers are interesting." Yeah, and that's pretty much all he said. As I say, copper ferrochemy is uh, heating, isn't it? Making yourself uh, feel hot. No, copper, copper is mind. What's oh, the memories! Mind? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the copper mind, you know, or wiki? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, was, was that a yeah. little snooty? I don't know. <laughs> but it, it, look, it's been a while since we've had a Mistborn book where yeah. we've had full ferrochemists. Uh, do you know what? Mistborn, this so. is a perfect time for me to talk about what I think my, my theory for copper compounding, which would allow you okay. to create copies of a memory. Whilst you burn a copper mind with a memory in it, 
you can then put that memory in multiple copper mines. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That seems it's reasonable. It's been proposed. Yeah. And so yeah. I like that one. And then you keep the memory as well once it's in because you're still burning it until it runs out. I think, yeah. Brandon, at some point, we know so much about Mistborn that it's really easy to come up with these minutia <laughs> questions. And Brandon's like, I gotta, I gotta like save some of these for the next <laughs> trilogies. So I, I should really stop talking about this in yeah. some respects. It was, it was what about a year before Oathbringer where he was like, I'm gonna stop answering as many Mistborn questions because, yeah. It's probably also if he's not invested. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if he's not really ingrained in that world, you could probably mm. say something that's a little incorrect. Yeah. Very yeah. easily with 16 powers, 16, 16 Elemantic, 16 Ferrochemical, yeah. Hemallergy doing a lot more <laughs> than that. Yep. Uh, and combinations of all that stuff. 16 God, God medals, medals and other yep. things. <laughs> You know, you gotta be a little careful. Got, oh, and, the, and then and then there's alloys with god medals. Oh, right, man. yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. So the, yeah, the combination of alloys in Furukumi has literally thousands of combinations, which can, which we could probably take a good guess at, like a good chunk of those. But yeah, yeah, yeah. A common misconception about compounding is uh-huh. the it gives you a boost to your alamantic ability. No, we, yeah, that's no. super important yeah. that it we. Yeah. Don't know. We know there is a way. We have a word of Brandon that there is a way of using compounding in a way to boost your alimantic ability. But we've so far never using seen Using ferrochemy to enhance Sorry. alimancy. Yeah, using ferrochemy. So we've kind of dubbed this reverse compounding because it's going the other way than what normal compounding does. And But yeah, we've never seen an example of it, but we know it's possible. And I'm, yep. I'm curious as to what it would be. like. Lots of things are possible, but not easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Brandon's said a, a variety of things, like, hey, why couldn't Inquisitors just use bronze to detect ferrochemy? And Yeah. And oh, that like, was... well, that's theoretically possible, but... I need to just double-check the uh, the Arcanum, because... Uh-huh. Um, the Arcanum? Um. <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me, Ben? Uh, um... I swear there was something about Inquisitors could never quite do compounding. Bear with me one second. What? I don't remember that. There was something about Inquisitors struggled to compound. It's not it's not as simple as we make it sound, because it sounds pretty simple. Um, right, so we have a so we've got a word of Brandon related to this, where uh, Moogle asked, compounding requires practice according to the Hero of Ages annotation, and yet it's apparently as easy as burning a metal mind. What was going on that meant Inquisitors couldn't figure out how to do it, despite uh, Ruin likely knowing how and undoubtedly wanting them to learn for over a year? What skill did they need to practice? Doing exactly. Um, Brandon then says, what I think I was getting at in the annotations is that as a Cosmere magic rule that perhaps I hadn't completely refined yet, this is the idea that intention is vitally important to the workings of most Cosmere magics. You can learn to burn metals instinctively over time, but it does take time, time for your body to figure out what it's doing. If you have instruction and guidance, you can pick up up in an evening, like Vin did. Same goes for most of the magics. This ties into awakening and the idea that you can form a command. During Capital break- I intent. Oh, where? Anyway. Where? Sorry, go on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, do go on. Do go on. During Warbreaker was where I really refined the aspect of the magic. Logically, since the beginning of the Cosmere, I've wanted all three realms to be important in the way the magic worked. The practice, therefore, for compounding is mental practice, a barrier to overcome in understanding what is happening and what will what it will do to you. If you already know all these things by having them explained to you, it's the bar- barrier is far less high. I think that was what I was talking about in the annotations. Without really 
having the idea specified yet, though I'd look back at the annotations of reunit to say for certain. Okay, so to me, that makes it sound like it's not as simple as simply burning the metal mind with a ferrochemical store. You have to be consciously burning the ferrochemical store, which we know Alamancers can sense because we get the point of view of Vin sensing the says its power in one of his metal mines. Sure, and maybe if you didn't know... And if you didn't know that that power was You could there, do that. And yeah, or that you could burn that. Like, yeah. what's this? It's kind of weird. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So it is something that's pretty easy to do, but you just need to know that you can do it. Oh, I want to give another example of a hack, quickly. Uh, we know yeah. that you can fuel surge binding with breaths. This is another hack where you're fueling one magic system with another, just like compounding is. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Theoretically, you can fuel any of the magic systems with any anything else. Like, yep. Stormlight Ruin and- could fuel Alamancy. Yeah. Well, I, I, sorry, sorry. That's sorry. something different. That's <laughs> you're direct, right. You're right. That is different. That, that's true. That is true. You're correct. Yeah. So it's like you could you could fuel Alamancy with breaths or Stormlight if you figure out how. Mm. It, it this is t- more difficult with Aeon Door and the Selish magics because yeah. those are weird. Yep. And region locked and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but it is possible. Yeah. And I, I do remember once upon a time seeing a word of Brandon that you can't fuel Awakening with Stormlight, but um, I can have not been able to find that since. And so that's hearsay from me. Ignore I believe <laughs> what the word of Brandon actually says is that no one has figured out how to do it that. Yeah, but, it, but that Vasher has tried. Yes, and so if, if Vasher has tried and no one's figured out how to do it, that makes it sound like it's something very difficult to do, because Vasher's like, he's a pretty clever guy, you know. Well, it could also just be your intent of how to do it is just not perfect. Yeah, to to make it work, kind mm. of just like compounding in a sense. Yeah. you know. Yeah, where you gotta. <laughs> think about it in just the right way and maybe visualizing the commands with Stormlight. I don't know, maybe it's uh, yeah, a see, little different. Vasher needs his breaths to live, and so if he could work out a way of awakening without breath, that seems pretty high on his priority list, I'd Well, say. he can just, he he lives off of Stormlight. That's why he's on Roshar. Uh, true, yeah. He, he's uh, Yeah, that's yeah. that's not the problem. Oh, yeah, God. Uh, it, it's <laughs> using yeah. that to awaken a rope to do a thing that he yeah. wants. That That's yeah. different. And Brandon has said that some of the, these hacks might be very easy once you know how to do it, right. but it's the figuring out how to do it. Yeah. It would not be a surprise to me if we see Vasher figure that out eventually, because yeah. if Vasher was primarily a Stormlight character and Warbreaker was just the prologue, basically, to that, mm. right? Yeah. There's also, a plan there. Yeah. I don't know. Also, how much research is vasher actually doing at the moment true not much he's kind of just retired yeah (laughs) depressed about nightblood yeah yeah so like perhaps like if he dedicated some time like decades to it he would probably figure it out yeah yeah cool he yeah um if you guys have any questions on compounding why don't you just uh comment below uh because compounding's probably the weirdest one maybe we missed talking about something but we we at least explained the basics of compounding um, um night blood night blood can feed off of anything that's kind of a hack 
Oh yeah, that was. Little- That's also <laughs> kind of just inter investiture is interchangeable, so. right? Uh, whereas the Alamancy Farakemi thing is a very specific thing right whereas nightblood's yeah. just like yo i'm hungry i'm gonna eat this right pretty yeah. much right all right so, so uh, ben you yeah. have you've been making my job today very easy yes. which is great and <laughs> you have one more thing that you've been very excited to do for us i'm so excited i want to play a game with you guys and i've even made a jingle so, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to hear this jingle. Who's that? Call me your character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is this is Right. So this welcome is to the, This is the high level production value that I really enjoy with this show. It's yes. really great. Right. And welcome it to feel, does feed into the ancient love affair of Shardcast with Pokemon. That's true! <laughs> you guys don't know, but when, in 2012, when we started this oh, podcast, man. but we're very inconsistent about making it, leading to years-long breaks, Pokemon was brought up many times. I got excited. Right, so, welcome to Who's That Cosmic Character? A little game that I want to play with the guys here, and also listeners at home. I Ooh. have in front of me a character in the Cosmere, and five clues. I'm going to read out these clues one at a time, and then Ian and Eric are then going to try and guess who the character is. Uh, the They are only allowed one guess per clue, which means that if they take a guess and they're wrong, the next person can then kind of get a free guess where they get to pick someone that they think, knowing that it's definitely not the character that the first person guessed. And I, I hope it's a minor character that like one of us wrote on the copper mine. That would be great. Just like, I, oh, I know who that is. Except I really haven't written character articles. <laughs> that's all. true. That's true. If David was here, he'd be down. It's like, that's Kadash. I know all about him. I knew about it before he was important in Oathbringer. Anyway. Yeah. So I want you guys at home to to play along. Let us know if you guess it before these guys. Um, I have. I've, I've wrote up basically a bunch before the the, uh, the podcast that are generally easy, medium, hard. They have requested the hard one, and it's Ian a doozy. <laughs> Ian, Ian has did. requested think, the hard one. I think one. I'm going to get wrecked, and people are going to say, wow, yeah. Eric is trash. And this one, is, this, this one is hard. I forget this character sometimes. Okay. okay. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> right, so, everyone ready? Everyone got pen and paper? Right. Yep. Clue uh-huh. number one. This character is not human. Okay. Any any, uh, any guesses? Any any comments? Milan. <laughs> it is not Milan, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so we know that it's not going to be an obvious character. So I gotta I gotta plumb the deeps. Do you want me to tell plumb you the, the second? Deeps? No, yeah, he has to make his guess first. <laughs> Do I have to? I don't, you don't, I don't no, know. Oh, sorry, yes, you cannot make a guess if you want. You, cannot, you can choose to not make, make a guess. guess. Okay, we'll go on to clue number two. This character is a splinter. Uh, Aeon Ian. Oh my god! <laughs> You're not supposed to get it that easily. <laughs> 
Yeah, you were right. It's Aeon. It's the Aeon Eon, which if you don't, if people don't remember at home, oh, is easy. is Raydon's Sion. Uh, uh, the next couple of clues were going to be uh, this character is the assistant to another character. This character loses their mind, and this character is from oh, Cell. I, not Ian. Iron. Iron. Ian. No one knows how to pronounce uh, 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 a random psionic thing. <laughs> they are literally. You look at the vowel. You say the name of the vowel. <laughs> that is too difficult for me. This is an audio thing. You can't just if say I my name. If I typed it out, I, I would type it correctly. Yeah. So yes, this means that I, I have absolutely <laughs> seen people named Ian spelled like that. Yeah. <laughs> Those people are what I like to call wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, dude, my brother is named Ian, and it's spelled the way your name is spelled. Yeah. You don't have to justify it to me. But yeah, congratulations, yes. Eric. You've won the first. Who's that cosmic character? I Woo! feel like we should do another one, Ben. Do you want to do that, another one? Okay. We, we got to do another one, because getting it on the second clue. is, that, is that was, You should get it on the third is normally the way I've been making these. Maybe they're too easy. Maybe, you got, maybe. You gotta go up to the storm father wouldn't dare. <laughs> um, I'll just go for another one that's the one of the medium ones. Right. Oh, okay. okay. We're going to give All this right. another go. I hope every, is everyone ready? Right. The first clue is, this character has a family. And by that I mean they have children, they have a partner, they have... A Cena. Is it not a Cena. Pam? Right, I need to make these way harder than this. <laughs> <laughs> this know, is why I requested the hard one. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Hasina's a good choice too, I think. But yeah. um, Yes, it is Ham. Yeah. So that means Eric and Ian, and you both got one. All right. His but I got it at the f- after the first, got the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, not human. Okay. <laughs> Right, so here's how it's going to go. I'm going to try and get as many of these typed up so we can do one of these each time. Make them way harder than Make this. them way harder than they are, because apparently they're way too easy. And, but here's the thing, I also want the listeners at home, I've set up an email address, which is whosthatcosmiacharacter at gmail.com. And I want you guys at home to email me in characters and clues. And so you at home can play along and we'll pick yours and make them really hard, because apparently we're really good at this. <laughs> I, I would just say, for audience interaction, let, let's do a little quick post-mortem. I don't know if this, uh, if us guessing it in the first or second clue really promoted the audience interaction we were sure, looking for here. Sure. But that's, that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> you you should have chose, like, uh, Duke Tell... Or, not Duke Tellery. The other Duke. There are Dukes in the Cosmere? Yes. yes, in Elantris. Uh, oh, okay. The one that was going to... The, the old one. The one that was going Royal. to marry us. Serene. Royal. Oh, Royal. yeah, Royal. Right. There you go. You should have you gotten uh, Royal. his Seon. See, yeah. that was... You, get, you gotta then, go... No, okay. no, gotta That's go Ope. <laughs> Means <Yeah>. flower. <laughs> God, Ian, you might be too good at this. It's not, it's not fair. No, You've it's because it. I literally know all of the Aeons. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you uh, wrote yeah. the Copper Mind. That's you know, correct. With um, help, but you know... Well, you know what? I am happy for this yeah. segment cool. to just show that uh, we do have a little bit of cred, <laughs> so, which makes me happy. Because cool. if, if you stumped us on the inaugural one, I'd feel bad. So that yeah. just means, listeners, you should go come up with some hard ones. Yeah. I might recommend just 
here's a suggestion. Go to the Coppermind. Just click random article until you see something <laughs> really obscure. Has like two sentences on it. Pick that one. But you, you got to get like five clues. So maybe you'll need to work a little bit. But something really obscure. Yeah. Easy. Cool. There are lots of character articles. You, you <laughs> could just go to the characters category. There's over a thousand named characters. You can just go to the Coppermind and find one that you're like, I never even knew this was a person. <laughs> Easy. So I yeah. feel like we might not get this. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. Good. We want this to be hot. Us. Cool. That's a challenge. Uh, also, these podcasts are recorded in advance. So, uh, might. Oh, yeah. They so will it's come. Take you. If you email these, these will happen, but it might take a delayed few weeks. like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, with that in mind, everyone, hopefully you enjoyed this one. You know, eventually we'll do like Q&A stuff too. So yeah. uh, we'll do stuff like that. Maybe a Q&A video series I'm kind of thinking about doing too. Um, but in the meantime, uh, please feel free if you enjoyed this to uh, like and subscribe and follow on SoundCloud. You can find us on 17 Shard on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, the RSS feed is below if you want to subscribe to this podcast. Um, YouTube. You can always come to the forums or our Discord to chat about any of this stuff. Tell us we're wrong. Uh, <laughs> you can go do that. That's totally fine. Tell Jeebus um, that he needs to come up with <laughs> better characters. Yeah. That email again is who's that cosmic character gmail.com. That's W-H-O-S. Yeah, put it in the thing. I'll put it in the description down below. Cool. You know what would also make this better if we actually like had if I had video editing abilities <laughs> to, you know, put these on the screen. Yeah. Like a game show type thing. <laughs> that sounds way I, above I our uh, budget. <laughs> my my budget, my time. It's it's hard enough to edit these, Ugh. but we will we will eventually get video things, and we will eventually have non crappy production. Values. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this podcast, and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Everyone. Bye. Call.